Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode. I hope that you're doing well. This is day two in my podcasting marathon and as a listener this will make no difference to you because I'm still releasing everything in the same cadence but it's been an interesting experience to just kind of hold myself accountable to this schedule because I know how much it's going to benefit me when I am traveling and not having the stress of needing to find a quiet space to record and plan out the episodes. And I think I'm just realizing that in a lot of cases, I am a very last minute person pretty much with everything in my life, but that doesn't always serve me in the best way, especially when it involves something that you know, I really care about and I really want to be organized and have things well in advance so that I don't ever run into a situation where I can't put something out for a week. So this has been a good learning lesson for me about holding myself accountable and just kind of, you know, I actually talked about this on my YouTube vlog today, not allowing the anticipation that something is going to be difficult to influence my experience because what I found is a big barrier for me for just like moving forward with a task is the anticipation of the task itself and I have to do the thing anyways so I may as well just try to let go of this narrative that is going to be hard and going to be difficult. The idea for me of recording three episodes in a row felt daunting because I do take a lot of time to you know collect your thoughts and feedback and create a script as you know and the whole process is very intentional and I like to create a lot of space for it and so the idea of packing it into kind of one day after another felt like a challenge but it's a challenge that I've been really enjoying and my lesson or takeaway to myself that I had this morning is basically, again, not to add this anticipation of difficulty to this experience because it doesn't help me, it doesn't support me to anticipate a task that I have to do anyways as being extremely difficult and, you know, arduous. I've actually spoken a lot in former episodes about how my personal focus for last year in my career was freedom, ease, and magnetic abundance. Those were the characteristics that I was building my character around and I guess to be more specific, the core values. And so when it comes to this principle of ease, I'm just very aware of the fact that I have a tendency to make things more difficult than they really need to be. And 
when it comes to, for example, sitting down, writing a script out for the podcast, it doesn't actually have to be like, I guess what I'm trying to say is that adding this, this anticipation of challenge or anticipation of struggle doesn't actually create more ease in the process. What does create ease is almost kind of just opening the door to the creativity that is always there and just letting it flow through and actually learning to enjoy the process. Because as I was kind of sitting down to do today's episode, I realized that I've kind of I guess I've been disconnected from my love for the actual process and have been more attached to just the outcome, which I want to kind of work on that and I want to shift that and I want to have more connection with ease as I go throughout this process of creating episodes and creating content because I want to be very connected to how much I love doing this and I don't want to have a relationship where it feels like a task and I feel like it's it's easy for me to fall into that mentality that something is a task and something is just another thing to get done. And that creates a different relationship that ultimately I don't want to have with this space. I love podcasting. I love sitting down and talking to you. And it's just a matter of self-auditing and being aware when I'm falling into that kind of obligation mentality and just releasing that and opening up to more ease. So I did that this morning and it felt really good. And although I was kind of feeling like it was going to be a struggle to create a outline for this episode, as soon as I kind of let go of that anticipation and that narrative that I know how it's going to go and it's going to be hard, I released that and it actually came through very easily. So I just wanted to share that, let you in on the process of what that looks like and just be honest with where I'm at and just know that although I absolutely love this space the podcast is like my favorite thing to do I love sitting down and having the opportunity to just share my thoughts and for that to be listened to and for that to be well received but with anything in my life of course there's that territory that I can fall into where I start to kind of feel some old thought patterns creeping in and I do have to be mindful of that and I do have to self-audit just like I talk about in this podcast So with that aside, let's get into the topic for today. Now I've called the episode copy and paste your own success and this is kind of rooted in something that has been very very impactful on my reality creation journey. One of the most important things for me has been having a mechanism to interrupt limiting narratives, and limiting beliefs. Now, I've spoken before in episodes that simply trying to force my way out of them or think my way out of them or use affirmations or just pretend that I don't feel a certain type of way doesn't work for me. Now, the reason I think that this doesn't work is because I'm a very logical, you know, cerebral person. And I recognize that beliefs take time to solidify and they take time to become prominent parts of our identity. And so for me, trying to simply think my way out of them doesn't really provide enough concrete evidence for me to actually have a new belief to move forward with. Maybe it will in the future. Maybe I'll get to this point where my mind is so flexible and I can just adopt new beliefs very easily, but I accept something about myself that is that that's not how I feel right now. And 
I think it's very normal and natural to need more concrete evidence to break up the belief, to neutralize it, and then perhaps eventually to begin to replace it with something more supportive. Now, of course, and I've said this before, this process requires an opening and an open-mindedness to having a new belief in the first place because perhaps we've identified that a certain narrative or a certain belief doesn't really serve us. And I'm going to be using the example throughout this episode of my relationship with my career and my relationship with money. And I got to a certain point with my relationship with money where I simply realized this isn't fun, this isn't enjoyable, this feels like it's sucking the life out of me to have this constant anxiety about money. Let's see, let's just open up and see if there's a new way of being. And I know that there's a new way of being because I look around and I see other people, even people in my life, who don't have the relationship with money that I do. So I know that it's possible for other people, maybe it's possible for me too. Now I recognize that that alone Again, I'm going to need a little bit more evidence in order to actually begin to see it differently for myself, but that is a very, very good starting point to have this open-mindedness. And in one of the first podcasts that I used to listen to in the realm of manifestation, they kind of introduced me to this concept and kind of looking at other people and how that can actually help with the process of reality creation. So the podcast is called To Be Magnetic, and I've talked about them before, specifically with respect to the concept that they call expanders. So in other words, this is someone ideally who you can relate to, who perhaps comes from a similar background to you, and again, the more similar, the better and had similar life experiences and circumstances, but was able to manifest something that you desire. In other words, expanders are people who can literally expand your concept of reality and what's possible for you. Kind of like, if they can do it, then I can do it. And again, it makes it that much more effective when you can actually relate to the person. So what I mean by this is if I see a celebrity that accomplished something in their career, well, that's really not going to resonate with me much because perhaps I don't resonate with their life experience and how they got to where they are. Whereas on the other hand, if I see someone having that same experience who came from a similar background, came from a similar socioeconomic background or cultural background, etc., the more connection points I can make with that person, from my perspective, the more I can relate to their success and the more I can see myself in their success. And an example that TBM often uses, and this is used a lot, I find, in a lot of different kind of manifestation communities or podcasts or whatever it may be is the example of the four minute mile so at one point it was thought that this record could not be broken it was thought to be impossible or borderline impossible and no one could really reach that marker and then eventually that was actually broken and as soon as that happened more and more people went on to hit the four-minute mark very shortly after. So again, it's rooted in the idea that seeing is believing and seeing people that you can relate to overcome things that you are currently navigating or having success in a way that you desire. This is a very powerful mechanism to shift previously held beliefs 
and to begin to see new possibilities for yourself. So we're starting off this episode going into it with that logic of seeing other people overcome things or seeing people be successful in a way that we desire that we can relate to expands our own perception of what's possible for us and can ultimately change our entire reality if we apply some of the principles that we kind of gain from their success. Now, the thing is, quite often we come into contact with these opportunities to shift our perception of what's possible for us in our reality. So maybe we see someone that we can deeply, deeply relate to having an experience that we would like to have or overcoming something that we would like to overcome. So we have this opportunity to shift our perception. And I refer to these, well, not I, but these are often referred to as portals. So it's kind of this opportunity to either stay on one side and continue to live in the current perception or to pass through that portal and pass through that opportunity to see things in a different way. Now, what often happens for me, and I know I'm not alone in saying this, is I see that person having that success and rather than feeling that inspiration or that expansion, I feel envy and resentment. And I think that's very natural, but I do think it's something to be mindful. And in fact, I think many of us are probably quite familiar with the feelings of envy and resentment. So if anything, we can look at this as a great opportunity to see what's on the other side of that envy or resentment and see if we can see ourselves in this person that we are feeling those feelings towards. So I, when I became aware of this process and kind of really started to resonate with it and play around with it, I kind of took it to a, I wouldn't say an extreme, but I like to run with concepts that really resonate with me and kind of build them out in my own way and apply my own kind of personal process to it. So I took this concept and built out my own list of expanders and I also broke it down into kind of which life category I was inspired by them. So for instance, maybe I like the way one person approaches their career or their family life or I like their style or home design aesthetic, etc. And I don't really find that I'm someone who finds people who are 100% like expansive to me. I often find that they're expansive in one way or another way. And I do quite often find that I don't really have anyone to look up to in relation to what I want, which is kind of a gap in this whole process that led me to start to think about it in a slightly different way. But before I touch on that, I just want to share one more thing about how I approached my experience of looking towards other people for inspiration. So what I would do once I had my list is I would kind of study their journey, find things I could relate to in it, and as I did this, I could slowly begin to open up to things I desired in their reality as also being within my realm of possibility, which is cool because maybe at one point before I never saw that as being part of my realm of possibility, but seeing someone else that I could relate to, having that experience, again, expanded me into seeing that as a possibility. Now, the thing with that is that I can only really access what someone is sharing about their journey. So I can only really access the insight based on what I'm seeing on social media in the case of being inspired by influencers or celebrities. And then with friends or people in my personal life, I can only really access what they're actually sharing. And so the study kind of 
only goes so far. And what I began to notice was that I actually had access to something this entire time that could provide me with so much more insight to what my path to success could look like or navigating certain obstacles or challenges. And that was myself. Now, I think that there is still 100% value in being able to see ourselves in others and be expanded by the journey of others. But I also think that there is equally so much value in being able to look at our own life experience, recognize the times where we've overcome something, transformed in some way, accomplished something we would have thought impossible before. And not only is there value in being able to you know, look at ourselves in that way. But also, if you think about it, that kind of provides us with a very customized blueprint to the very unique way that we navigate life and reality. Because, yeah, it's great to look at someone else, but the way that we are going to do it is going to be completely different. And so this shift in focus occurred for me when I actually started to accept and eventually celebrate the way that I express myself, live my life, and what helps me to thrive. Because I think former to doing this, I was operating the under the assumption that other people had something that I didn't. So I just needed to like study them and study what they did in order to achieve the level of success that they've had. And in the process, kind of discrediting my own ability to achieve things in a unique way that is unique to me. And I think it's fair that we have this doubt that we have the tools within us because we're kind of made to feel that there's a cookie cutter way to get to success. And if we don't really match those archetypes or if we don't really match those characteristics, we just kind of need to force ourselves into it so that we can also have access to that same success. And so I think for me, the initial kind of reflection is to start to unpack the idea that there is one path to success or one path to overcoming a certain challenge and to recognize the value in our own you know gifts and our own unique way of doing things and recognize that each and every one of us has a different way of navigating things and each and every one of us is valid in the way that we do things one example of this for me is that I really studied other people for a long time because I felt like the way that I constantly jumped around from thing to thing, there was something wrong with that. I, you know, talk about my experimental nature and the fact that I quite often felt shame about not being able to stick to things and always wanting to evolve and always wanting to like change things up and transform, etc. That was actually something that I think because of traditional narratives about what it means to be successful and consistent, I felt like I had to kind of suppress in order to be successful. So everything that I was kind of seeking out in examples from other people to look up to were people who had gone about it that way because that's the way that I thought I needed to do things to become successful. Then when I started to really ultimately just completely accept everything about myself and just say intuitively I feel like someone who... I love to experiment and try new things. I feel that I can be extremely effective actually, but maybe doing a bunch of different things and I like doing that and that works for me and just accepting that about myself and beginning to see that I've still been very successful doing that and 
just ultimately reframing this very one way of doing things narrative and just accepting my own uniqueness in the way that I do things. Well, now I actually can use myself as a blueprint because I can recognize that actually there's nothing wrong with the way that I do things. And then also the examples that I seek in others are also kind of just doing things their own way and very much on their own path. So it definitely doesn't hurt to still look at other people and be inspired by them, but not with the idea in mind that there's something wrong with the way that I'm doing things. So again, just reiterating that when I saw myself and my way of doing things as being valid rather than something that needed to be fixed, then I gave myself permission to actually look at the way that I've done things and to begin to recognize the value in my own process and maybe see that I could take some of those lessons and apply them to current situations. So I realized that in the same way I was studying the success of others and allowing that to expand me, I could actually also be that for myself. So the reason I called this episode Copy and Paste Your Own Success is because I think it can be really cool to almost dissect the instances where you've overcome something, transformed in some way, or accomplished something, big or small, and then to reverse engineer how you did that, how those experiences unfolded, and then apply them to areas where you're currently focused on creating your reality, or just areas that you want to kind of systematize and Create a process for yourself to thrive. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wegovy and Zepbound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. But I do think that a prerequisite, like I said earlier, is actually seeing the value and merit in the life experience you've had. 
And that kind of goes against what we're taught, I feel. I feel that we're not really taught to see ourselves in that way. We're taught to kind of conform to a certain expectation that is held for us. And if we don't meet that, there's something wrong with us. So this does go kind of against that narrative. And I'm not necessarily saying that that's an intentional process of we're made to feel that way, but it's just something that I've observed in myself. So maybe you can resonate. And knowing that, yes, of course, you can always look to other people and you can continue to do that. But there are also probably other people looking at you and being inspired by some aspect of what you've accomplished or what you've overcome. And even if there aren't, again, just solely based on the fact that you have access to this information and insight about how you have navigated challenges and your process for overcoming things or accomplishing things, again, even if they're just small tasks, even that is enough to drive this process. So I want to kind of share that also this doesn't even have to be like big things that you're overcoming or big examples of success. For example, I use the process that helps me to best clean my apartment as inspiration to help me do so many different things in life. So I kind of copy and paste that process, which is breaking things down into micro tasks, creating a pleasant sensory experience, checking things off when I finish them so I can experience that feeling of satisfaction. I apply that same thing to so many different areas of my life to help me get so many different things done. And if I were looking to another person, maybe they do it completely differently. Maybe they can just write on a piece of paper, clean my apartment, and then they can get it done. But for me, that feels daunting to have to have these big open-ended tasks without clear step-by-step instructions and micro tasks of what to do that helps me feel a lot more motivated and helps me to gain momentum so I use that not just when it comes to completing tasks but I use that even for my manifestation process or my reality creation process because I know that's how my brain works and thrives and I respect and even celebrate my own unique way of doing things so again they don't have to be massive accomplishments or huge barriers in order to be valid and in order for the in order excuse me for this logic to apply. And I say this because you know if I'm presenting this process of kind of copy and pasting your own success and if your immediate feeling is kind of like well I don't feel like I have any examples in my life they don't have to be big things. Just small things that help you to thrive and that you've observed make your life easier. It also invites more of that experimental nature that you all know I love so much because it allows me to play around with different ways of doing things and give myself permission to see what works best for me. And then once I found that, to apply that to different areas of my life. And like I said, we'll get into more examples, but I even apply the way I clean my apartment to getting different words work tasks done or breaking down big goals into micro steps because I know that's what works best and it helps me to keep the momentum going. Now, of course, you can use the process that we're going to be discussing for productivity or accomplishing tasks and things like that. But because we talk a lot about reality creation here on this podcast, we're going to look at it through that lens. And I'll break down the way that I do this in my practice, but of course, as always, this will look different for everyone and we can celebrate that. And in fact, I love to hear how this looks for you because I'm genuinely curious. 
Before we do that, let's start by identifying the desired outcome for the copy and paste principle. To look at areas of your life where you have accomplished something, overcome an obstacle, or achieved success in a way that you desire, and apply the unique way that you got there to an area of your life where you are currently wanting to transform or manifest something new. You can also pay particular attention to times in the past where you felt held back or limited by a specific belief or narrative you had about something and reflect on how you've been able to transform or replace that narrative with something more supportive and then paying attention to how that impacted your reality. So think of the things in your reality now that at one point you didn't think was possible for you to have and then work your way back and reflect on how you got to where you are now and you know for me I have so many examples of that because there are so many instances where the way that I'm currently living at one point I would have thought was delusional so anytime I feel delusional for wanting something now I can remember that I felt that before And you might already have something in mind that you want to bring through this process, so something that you're wanting to manifest. In other words, a desired reality that is different from your current reality. But if you don't have something in mind, what works best for me is to start with a specific category of my life, whether that's relationships, career, finances, etc., where I feel a bit out of balance or I'm experiencing a lot of tension or dissatisfaction. Now, you don't have to go about it this way. Some people like to just, you know, go for something because they just want to try something new and manifest something new in an area that they already feel good about. Whatever works for you. But again, I like to usually focus on areas where I feel dissatisfied or out of balance or out of alignment. And how I usually come up with What I desire in that category is I like to consider why I feel dissatisfaction in that area and then allow that to tell me about what I actually desire. So for instance, if I'm focusing on my career and I reflect on why I feel dissatisfied or out of balance in that area and I can look at the fact that I really don't like my work schedule, it feels restrictive, it feels limiting, limiting, excuse me. How can I create a vision for myself in this category that involves more freedom and flexibility, which is kind of the opposite of the feeling I have now that is restrictive and limiting? Once I have that vision, so once I allow, you know, the core principle of freedom and flexibility to create a new vision for myself, and I like to be as specific as possible. I like to consider what percentage of me sees this as being possible for me to experience. So let's say, for example, let's actually take an example through this, which is a real example for me. At one point in my career, I was miserable. I didn't like my work schedule. I didn't feel that I was thriving in the career path that I was in because, again, just the way that I experience work is very different I think in how I thrive and I felt that the schedule really didn't cater to my my unique way of doing things it felt restrictive it felt limiting it felt like I didn't have a great deal of freedom to decide when I do things how I do things etc so I allowed that tension to inform a new vision that I had for myself, which was all very much based on having more flexibility in my work schedule, potentially being self-employed, 
being able to go out for walks when I wanted, being able to go out for hikes when I wanted, being able to set up my schedule in a way that was reflective of my energy levels and the way that I do things. And then experimenting and allowing that to evolve as I, you know, collect more evidence on what I like, what I don't like, etc. So once I have that vision for myself, and I usually like to have kind of a vision statement of what I want that category to look like in the future, again, asking myself, what percentage of me sees this as being possible? And if it's low, can I think of another time in my life where I was essentially wrong about what was possible for me, or in other words, it turned out better than I could have imagined. And using that as data to kind of break up the disbelief that I feel right now. Can I remember that feeling and remember that at one point I thought it wasn't possible for me to get where I am now, in another area perhaps? And then again, being able to work my way back and reflect on what that process looked like for me from getting from not having any belief at all to actually living my desired reality and sometimes if I can't access that memory so if I don't have an example from my past where I went from not believing that something was possible to believing that something was possible I can rework my vision into something that in this moment I can get on board with Now, I talked about that in last week's episode about kind of opening the door and working with my current set of beliefs. So if I'm in a place right now where I want more freedom and flexibility in my career, but I, the vision that I have for myself, I can't find an example in my past that helps me to be inspired and I just really can't feel that it's possible right now. How can I rework my vision so that I can feel that it's possible? What can I access that will allow me to see the vision as even a slight possibility just being able to open that door even slightly and sometimes that means creating a new version of the vision that feels closer to where I am right now what I found is that depending on our history with a certain category of life we can find certain categories super challenging because maybe we have a lot of programming and triggers in that area. So to transform, for example, in the career category may be a lot harder than, for example, in the relationship category. And maybe we have a lot more ease in other areas. And that for me also provides a really good template that I can copy and paste. So I talk a lot about this in relation to the category of money being extremely challenging and triggering for me throughout my life in varying degrees. And, you know, at various points, I've struggled with feelings of hopelessness and feeling like I'd never get where I wanted to go. But then I remember feeling that in the past with another category like dating and relationships. And now I'm in a place where I feel super aligned and successful and happy in that realm. So I reflect on how I got to that point in my relationship life and apply the same logic to my relationship with money or career. So I want to get super specific in the event that none of what I'm saying makes sense because I realize it's like kind of a different way of thinking about things. I think we quite often think about areas as being very succinct and isolated. I don't really think that that's the case. I think that we can think about how we've become successful or how we've aligned in one category and we can literally copy and paste some of those insights some of those lessons maybe not in the exact way that they were applied in that category but we can apply them to different areas of our life so the example that I'm going to use is relationships and comparing that to career and money 
So the reason I'm comparing these two is because at various points in my life, I've had a very difficult time with money and career. I've been in a place where I don't believe that it's possible for me to get to where I want to go within my career, and I don't think that I can access the type of reality that I want to access with respect to money and career. And the reason that I'm going to compare that and copy and paste lessons from my relationship category is that at one point, I also felt that way in dating and relationships, and now I don't. So I know that it's possible actually for me to go from not seeing something as possible to living the reality that I desired. And I have a great example of that in my relationship category. And you don't need to have, you know, had this experience in order to apply this logic. You could just have an area of life where you just feel really good about and you could still reflect on why you feel good about that, what is your behavior in that area, what are your narratives in that area, and still kind of apply the same logic to another area where maybe you don't feel as great. This is a topic for a whole other episode, but a little bit of backstory is for as long as I can remember, I had a really hard time with dating and relationships. I had very, very low self-esteem, very, very low self-worth, and just didn't really see myself as being capable or being worthy of being in a good, healthy, stable relationship. Now, I had a vision for myself that I did want to be in a relationship that was healthy and happy and where I felt like I could completely be myself. But at various points, I did feel like I would never get there because my reality and my experience with dating at the time was the complete opposite. I felt like You know, I had to put on a show to be worthy of someone's attention. I feel like the only worth that I had or I felt like the only worth that I had was the way that I looked or different things like that. And the type of relationships that I was experiencing, literally like all of them up until a certain point, were reflective of those those internal values that I had. I always felt like I was chasing. I always felt like I was again, fighting for love, fighting for attention. And so now to be in a place where that is completely not the case, and I am experiencing the reality that at one point I really desired, I wanted to reflect on how I got to that point. Now, I think in some cases, there's like a clear point at which you can start to notice a change. Or in some cases, there is sort of an evolution of how that scenario started to transform. In my case, it was the former. I really think that there was like a key point in my reality where things really started to change with respect to my relationships. And for some people, it requires kind of hitting a rock bottom in order to really kind of snap out of it. And, you know, that's not always the case, but That's kind of how things work for me. Not necessarily a rock bottom, but just it requires almost an extreme contrast to what I desire for me to realize how important what I desire is, if that makes sense. So to be almost on the complete opposite side of the spectrum. I had that same experience with career where I was so unhappy. I was having so much anxiety that made it so much more important for me to seek out the reality that I wanted. So that's kind of how my process works. That's the logic that I quite often 
follow and the process that I quite often follow. I almost need to be shown an example of what I don't want in order for me to start to seek what I do want. So we'll get into a little quick story time. And again, I can do a whole episode on dating because it's something that I, you know, really like talking about. I reached a point where, you know, I wasn't in any long-term relationships, but I was kind of dating casually a lot. I wanted to be in a long-term relationship, but that just wasn't happening. And there were a few things that I was feeling at the time. Number one, that I would never find someone that I actually connected fully with or that would actually accept me for who I was or that I would really accept them and fully just like want to be with that person. It was like kind of a two-way thing. I just wasn't finding the right fit. So there was a point that I felt that that was never possible. The dates that I was going on, the people that I was seeing, it always felt like such a struggle for me, like I said, already explained. And it all kind of culminated in this point where I started to identify the vision that I actually had. And I was in a relationship with someone, again, kind of short-term casual relationship. And it just got to the point where I finally was like, enough. Like, I'm not doing this anymore. I finally articulated to this person outwardly my boundaries, my standards, and ultimately, I just closed the door. I closed the door for the first time. I would often be on the receiving end of kind of breakups or like someone ghosting me or something like that happening. And for the first time in this experience, I I just was not willing to operate at that level anymore. I stated my boundaries. I stated my standards. And despite the fact that I was very attached to this person because of what they kind of represented, I said, I'm not doing this anymore. I just realized that it was so unpleasant to navigate life in that department in the way that I was, that it was more willing to be single, if that makes sense, than to be experiencing these things. Now, interestingly enough, once I finally did that and then finally got used to actually like going on dates, not liking people and just being like, no, I'm not doing this. I'm not lowering my standards. I'm not going to say yes to people that make me feel a certain type of way that I don't want to feel anymore. And I'm not going to feel badly about that within myself because I actually feel comfortable now being single. That was the first time in my life that I've ever felt that. And then very shortly after, you know, having a few experiences after that of saying no, sticking to my standards, almost like being sent these tests of like, are you going to lower? Are you going to lower? And Also looking at that and seeing that I kind of release the attachment to being in a relationship. And, you know, a lot of people say this. It's like when you're not so deeply attached to wanting something, that's when it happens. And, you know, my experience was reflective of that principle because very shortly after I made all these changes, you know, raised my standards, state my boundaries, was willing to communicate those with people, was willing to be honest and vulnerable with people. And finally, I actually started living and embodying my standards is when I met my partner and is when I met the person that actually began to be a reflection of what I thought was possible for me. And of course, there are challenges and it's not, you know, like everything is effortless, but it's a completely different experience than I had ever had before. And it's an experience that I never thought was available to me. And what this makes me realize is that I'm so glad that I 
kind of waited and that I kept my standards high and that I kept saying no to behavior that ultimately didn't align to what I was seeking and that I kept trusting my ability to access a healthy, stable, comfortable, happy, loving relationship. And so now fast forward to my relationship with my career and with money, I can apply copy and paste the exact same logic. Despite the fact that I've had experiences for a lot of my life where I've been extremely unhappy in my job, extremely anxious in my job, hated my work schedule, all of these things, I still believe that I'm worthy of what I desire. And I still am willing to articulate those standards every time I come into contact with something that isn't meeting that. So I apply that logic. If I'm working with a client that makes me feel undervalued, or if I'm reached out to by a client that makes me feel undervalued, despite the fact that it makes me a little bit anxious to say no in the same way that in the past, saying no to a date or saying no to a potential relationship made me feel a little bit worried that I wasn't going to get another opportunity. I apply that same logic and all I've seen since applying this same kind of process of being clear about my boundaries, being clear about my standards, being willing to release this really kind of toxic relationship that I have with money, the better and better things get. And also, again, the less attached I am to certain career opportunities and certain partners reaching out to me and the less like enamored I am by big brands reaching out to me and the more that I see myself as being worthy of that. Like, yeah, it makes sense that this person wants to work with me. And it makes sense that, you know, in the relationship category, someone wants to date me because I'm a great person to be around. And I feel that about myself. And I feel that I have a lot to offer in relation to various different areas of my life. What I'm trying to articulate here is that for me, I can be my own blueprint. I can be on my own side. I can trust that the way that I've navigated life in the past is reflective of how I thrive and how I operate and my unique way of doing things. And I can apply that to current current areas where maybe I'm needing a little boost or I'm needing a little bit of support. And I will continue to do that because ultimately it's worked really well for me. And I would argue that it's worked better than looking to other people's success and I will still look to other people for inspiration but I'll always know that I still always have myself and I have so much more insight because I can't hide anything from myself and I'm seeing every aspect of my journey and then I'm experiencing that in the moment and I remember what it feels like to have felt that way in the past because I was there and Again, I think that's really powerful to be able to recognize that you at one point felt a certain way that now you don't. And you can apply that same kind of copy and paste principle no matter what the area, I think. And I think that's really fun and I think that's really cool. So I think that's our episode for today. I am celebrating the fact that I got through this episode and got through this recording experience and just allowed myself to go through it with ease and not feel like I'm so attached to this idea that things have to be so difficult. So that's a little thing that I want to share with you that I'm working through as well. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I hope you like this episode. I'd love to hear your thoughts and how you're applying this kind of theme to your own life. And with that said, I will leave it at that. I will be 
technically seeing you tomorrow, but to you it'll be next week because I'm on to day three of the recording episode marathon. But with that said, I will see you next week in our next episode. Thanks for listening and I'll see you then. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.